1: and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
0: Hello everyone and welcome to Smashbox TV's podcast 413's after
1: show.
0: nailed it. A lot of people really liked
1: waking up in the morning very early and getting to watch golf here in the US. And
0: to be not, f- not as much as they would have liked it in the afternoon or night though. Correct. Okay. I, I think and Rose. to be and to be fair, yeah. You can almost always do
1: that. It's just usually FPO. Yep, But a lot of people liked it that they came in and got to see MPO early because it gave them uh, afternoons off, more or less. They weren't tied to wherever. And to be fair, I loved being done at noon my time so I could get, you know, I could get all the important stuff done, like napping and more napping in the afternoon. So,
0: Mm, well, yeah, it'll be... Interesting to see or hear if above our pay grade if there the the engagement and the overall viewership and I mean quite understandably you would expect even though it's a major you would expect with the times that it was offered in the u s where your much larger viewer base is you would expect that the overall viewership w- was lesser i mean it, that's just an yeah i think an obvious expectation as you said the women's the women's golf started, started at, at 1 a.m. Eastern. eastern or 1 a.m. central maybe it was 1 if it was, if it was 9 a.m. there it was uh central's 8 hours behind us so it was 1 a.m. central was roughly when the women's broadcast was starting here in the US at 1 a.m. central yeah, understandably, and the U.S. has
1: the most viewers and fans. Exactly, so I, I can understand. I, I could understand that. Yeah. Um. But, Someone, but, <laughs> man, asked me what time did I start my day. I was lucky in that we had somebody on the West Coast, Ian, who was out of Portland, so it was only eleven o'clock for him. Do the FBO coverage, so he was up from eleven until we'll just say four his time, probably. And I got up at five central time. Or uh it was five the first day, and then it was six the next day, because after we second day, we you know, we after the first day we have things a little more dialed in. Uh so I would get up at six a.m. my time because we started at seven. So it actually wasn't too it wasn't too bad. It was only a few, you know, fifteen or a half hour earlier than I usually get up. Uh and so I covered I did the MPO switching, of which I was very And I'm I'm not here to pat myself on the back. Um, (laughs) uh, I thought day one of all the days that we did was maybe our most clean broadcast we've ever done. Just we had more or less one, as I call it, one loose camera where you, you know, you saw the camera go kind of crazy on day one. And that was completely my fault because we were in a picture in picture. And I accidentally clicked a button that suddenly showed the wrong camera while it was in the mini picture in picture. Um, I really thought the day one MPO was, was spectacular. Um, and the other days were good, but I didn't feel technically wise. They were as clean as day, uh, uh, day one, but ultimately everybody had, I think all the broadcasts were really good. Saw a lot of people, uh, on social media say, Oh man, I never watch live because I'm a post-production person, but I turned it on because I have DGN and I, you know i got to watch it and it's way better than you than people say it is which is always my favorite thing to hear um it's way better than other people say which means there's a few vocal people that really dislike it and are very vocal about well, it well and
0: there's so, also there you clearly it's not perfect but there is also a number of people that Having kept up with the progression of it. I mean, it's clearly a much different operation. Than, than it was three to four years ago. And three to four years before that, when there was three of us running an entire operation. <laughs> and now, uh, you know, there's, there's uh, 12 to 15 to 18 people that are putting into a broadcast on any given uh, morning or afternoon or even it's more amazing. than that. So, yeah, good. And, and I think somebody had asked it earlier, so it's worth quickly addressing. There, there was, in fact, well, let's back up. If you were a DGN subscriber, you got to see all four rounds, FPO and MPO live. You paid nothing extra. I don't know how this is still... I know. That's what's kind of mind-blowing to me because some people, even tonight, somebody had asked, hey, was there post-production? Yes, there is post-production. It still exists. That was part of the $10 pay-per-view model where you could then watch post-production literally the next day, or in some people's case, the same day, kind of, sort of, <laughs> meaning we were ahead of you by eight or nine hours, and by the time it got put together, edited, and released, it might have been available What was by the end of your day. What The point is, post-production exists. All four rounds, MPO and FPO absolutely exist. And that was part of the $10 coverage uh, that you could purchase separately. Yes, you had to purchase it separately. Will it someday make it to the DGN regular platform or YouTube? Uh, Maybe, maybe not. I I, don't know.
1: I thought I heard 30 days, then YouTube. I thought I heard that too. I don't want to promise that because I don't know that for a fact.
0: But I do know for a fact it's out there and it's available right now. So if you're somehow still confused about that, there's your clarification. And, And I get it. Some people have missed the 93. Two other postings of that, and that's okay. I'm just telling you right now, yes, it is available. Somebody asked tonight.
1: And the other thing, I think one of the other reasons that people really, really loved this production, and I I'll say I didn't love it nearly as much. No commercial breaks.
0: Oh geez, really.
1: We had commercials. Basically, we ran three commercials after or right before the lead card, after the chase card we were commercial free the entire day. Oh my. Until the end of the show where I think we ran three or four more because it was all covered by Discmania. It was part of the pay-per-view. It was part of, you know, being on the DGN and uh, there was some Ford commercials for Ford.fi, which I believe mm. is like a Ford importer there. And one of the major sponsors. Um, and there's some Discmania commercials. And I think mm. maybe one other commercial, but, there were so few I, I don't even recall so the fact that people basically got it commercial free which is great for viewers i don't love it in the control room because i yeah. i literally never get a uh, I, I never get a break normally we take a quick commercial break i can kind of turn my brain off for a second and re- make a reassessment um but we had a lot less of that so we'd go to a drone and i'd have to be looking for the next shot or we'd be in this and so uh but i i thought it worked out it was Mo loves it because Mo hates commercials and because mm-hmm. he feels like that it just takes away from the broadcast because there's always golf you can show. There's always golf you can show, whether it's somebody sitting it on a
0: good or bad golf. Correct.
1: Yeah. Whether it's somebody sitting on, on a tee pad contemplating their next shot, whether it's, you know, a, a Chandler Kramer putting for birdie on a hole. There's probably golf that you can show. It doesn't always fit in with what we want to show, but if you really want, really have to show something, we can. Um, but yeah, if you go back and look, no commercials. So a lot of people really enjoyed that, I felt. Hmm. You, okay. didn't,
0: you didn't even know that. You were on the I ground. I wouldn't know that because oh. I'm just sitting, walking around out in the field, uh, fields and Fjords? listening <laughs> to uh, listening to the broadcast or to the, yeah, the commentators. announcers. And and to be fair, when we do cut to commercials, I don't hear them anyway. No, you don't. So You,
1: you still hear the commentators talking. Yeah. So...
0: All right, let's see. Uh, Step in the box says the coverage is amazing. We just need Terry in the booth with Nate. Um, yeah, I mean that's going to continue to to be a shift and, rotate, a shift and rotation and and back and forth. Uh, likely, I am, for what it's worth, I'm on the course this weekend again at Deglo for two rounds on the toboggan out there, and um, I believe Nate. Or I'm, correction, uh, Ian and Philo, I think. I have not looked. All I know is I'm on the course, but I think it's Ian and Philo are in the booth. And then I don't know if Ian is maybe with Elaine. I guess it would be fair for me to now look that up. It's a couple clicks away for me to tell you guys. Um, Except for not those clicks. Mm -hmm. Let me see if I can find that quickly because it would be good for me to know as well. All right. Uh, The other thing that I would go ahead and throw out there. And this is a little dicey, but (laughs) that's kind. If there's something and I don't know the best way to do this. Maybe I need to just set up a form somewhere. If there's something that you feel is. I'd have to be the judge of it. But if you feel like there's something that you want to know in terms of the press conferences. I wish there was a really good way. Maybe maybe just sending me a Facebook message. Like a, message, like a Google form. form you could create? Yeah, like a Google form. That's what I'm saying. I was saying. Maybe I'll just create a form for this. Uh, uh, that, that, that comes with a, a clarification there, or two. There is a chat yeah, board yeah, as well. Me, yeah. Let me make There's a, a quick clarification to that. You know, press conferences are, as we say, not to ask or to figure out um, necessarily what now? There's always exceptions, but a press conference isn't to find out. Hey, um, you know, uh, <laughs> what'd you do with your with your brother last week while you were home? Like, and what's your favorite kind of ice cream? Now, I'm not saying I don't ask any of those questions ever, but that's not the primary focus. As as I was told when I first took over, uh, being one of the head press conference question interview interviewers is. You think here and now, this event, this week, this time frame, far more than generically, let's get the warm and fuzzies about like you would in a podcast. That's how it was described to me. So I would then use the, a similar uh, clarification for you guys. And I'll be the first to admit that after talking to very similar people, very often at events, it sometimes gets difficult, which is why I made the joke with Paige that I'll be seeing her in a few days and asking her similar questions. Some will be similar and some won't. But for me to continue to innovate and come up with pertinent questions that are, are time specific, time to like current present day specific, gets a little bit challenging. So if, and maybe I just need a little more influence or creativity that could be somewhat sourced by you guys. So that's something I want to throw out there is if you have suggestions for now, just shoot them to me in Facebook or an email or any other way I'm on socials. I'll probably see them. But just remember, though, if I'm not asking the question that you've put out there, um, yeah, I I have to have some editorial uh, (laughs) uh, assessment to it as well. That was a long-winded way to say, do my job, please. Please All right. do my job.
1: So this is always the big question, Terry. You flew overseas. What did you watch on the plane? That's like eight hours. Did you sleep? Were you able to get some movies? Did any new releases drop, Terry, that you got to see? I
0: love me some Matt Damon. And So you bought I, cryptocurrency. I don't know if I'm <laughs> really, really close-minded or unimaginative. But at one point I remember flipping through the movies on the on the little display board on the you know, whatever TV thing monitor in flight entertainment thinking how so few of them even remotely interested me. Whether it was the the, just the straight up genre, of course I'm you know I'm Mm -hmm. ignoring anime or sci-fi for the most part. Superhero stuff. Whatever. Yep. So whether it was the genre or even within the genre and, and maybe it's something to speak to the quality of, of the uh, either the airline and or the offerings, or if I'm just a very, very narrow-minded person uh, when it comes to that. So at some point, I don't know how I landed on it. Other than being a Matt Damon fan, I found an old Matt Damon movie. What, did, I, did I tell you? I told you what it was. Uh, For your consideration or something? No, 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 no. Um, Matt Damon and... Uh, Something not not, uh, not according to plan. Um, gosh, now I can't even remember the year. Was it 2013 movie? Well, it, it wouldn't be hard to Google some Matt Damon movies. Definitely not that one. Not Elysium.
1: So <laughs> it's now. Now Terry is on IMDb. IMDb. Um.
0: Where's the, where's the stupid...
1: You're just literally looking at the Elysium movie. You need to click on Matt Damon.
0: How did I get on Amazon? Uh, oh, I don't know. IMDb, Matt Damon. Wow, it wasn't Goodwill Hunting. No, no, there's a, there's a bigger story to that in a moment. But he, I think he did watch it.
1: It wasn't Clerks or Chasing Amy. No, no, no. It, Sorry, was, it was
0: not like a big blockbuster that you are thinking of, because I would have remembered. Uh, not the... Um... It was probably not his um, most, oh my gosh, this is obnoxious that I, I felt like it was 2016 or 2013, but that does not appear to be, the... not more time with the promised land, the people, speak easy, are you kidding?
1: Click on actor where it says 93 credits,
2: click on actor where it says 93 credits, below that. Uh Wow! All this for a Matt Damon? movie. I know huh? all
0: this just to uh, n- not any of the Bourne films. Promised Land? No, the Adjustment Bureau. Holy cow! Two thousand eleven. That's why I say I'm. I can't imagine that that overall was was reviewed highly. I don't know, seven out of ten here. Anyway. I watched The Adjustment Bureau. Holy cow. I apologize all of that for that little payoff. With Emily Blunt, it was all right. I'm, I'm a Matt Dam- Damon fan, and, and although I haven't watched a ton of the other ones, um, I watched that, and then when it was all said and done, I went Dude back. Says, that movie sucked. <laughs> yeah, that's why I say all right at best. Uh. Um, it definitely was not my style. But at a certain point I was I was so far into it I'm like all right I'm just going to finish this. Then I went to one of the old standbys and and put this in your back pocket for a trivia question some other day. But yeah, I watched Goodwill Hunting. Uh I would say my favorite movie of all time? Yeah, I, did, I if you wanted to compartmentalize various genres maybe then, you know, in a in a comic, like trade up comedy, you'd find something else, but Goodwill Hunting definitely ranks as one of my most favorite movies of all time. So I gave the full, what, two hours and something to that. And I watched them back to back. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, Matt, let's watch this. So, uh, Just clean that taste out of your mouth of the adjustment was, bureau. It was, uh,. It's been a while since I had rewatched it because I know it's a little bit longer movie. I don't sit down and watch a lot of movies in the first place. That's why on I asked because you're in a plane. I know, and so I was. I took that in, and then on the, I was in a. I was in a mood,
2: and I watched her. H e r
1: with yep. Joaquin Phoenix. Yep, the one where he 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 has basically some sort of relationship with his. with his his digital personal assistant
0: digital operating system digital operating system and that was uh it was interesting i don't know if good's the word i would use it wasn't bad i don't know if good's the word i would use either so those were my movie and then i ended up watching like some short 30 minute or 20 minute you know kind of documentary type thing that had reggie miller interviewing Steph Curry, and it was talking, obviously, about three-pointers and not just three-pointers, but the record, about shooting, a little bit about the background and history. I feel like that was the majority of what I consumed, though, uh, there and back. Okay. Yeah. All right.
2: Um, let's.
1: I want, I want to go see Nope the Jordan Peele movie. I don't think I'll see it in the theater. It's just probably not.
0: I'm unfamiliar.
1: Um, Well, Jordan Peele usually does horror movies. Okay. He did uh, us. He did. You've seen none of his movies. I I was just going to say. I guarantee it. But he's a phenomenal director. um, And he's got a new one called Nope. That I believe the premise is there's a family out in the middle of nowhere and aliens are showing up and and they're rather than based on the trailer that I saw, rather than like running and clearing house, they decide they're going to stay there and get video footage and be, and like sell this video footage for a fortune. Mm. And it just goes World star. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. And it goes downhill from there. Mm, um, imagine that. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> but he's a phenomenal, like a crazy good director. He's probably maybe the best that's out there right now. Um, Him like Ryan Coogler and I don't know, maybe Edgar Wright, but Anyway, it's uh, it looks really good. So I, I doubt I'll see it in the theater, but I will definitely catch it when it comes to uh, pay-per-view at my house.
0: Okay. I'm catching up on a few recent comments that said, if you're a DGN subscriber, you shouldn't have to pay extra for post-production and certainly not USDGC. Uh, that's, de- that, that's really dependent on the event. Like it, I mean, ultimately, the DGN can
1: only control, or DGPT can only control, DGN can only control the DGPT events because they're co-owned by each other. You know, they're one entity split off, however you want to say that
0: louder for the people in the back that very much either don't know the DGPT understand that the DGPT
1: started up the DGN, so they are under the same umbrella. And I don't know exactly how it works at the corporate level as far as who owns what and this and that, but it's basically, you can consider it more or less one entity, DGPT and DGN. Now, I'm probably going to get a nasty email from somebody saying that's not the case, blah, 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 but it more or less is. So the DGN and DGPT can really only control their own events. So that, if, an, if that a, a non
0: DGPT event, such i.e. as
1: any major, which are PDGA, World Championships, Champions Cup, and USW, USW, no, no, USW DGC, those are PDGA. There's the Innova events, Innova Majors, which is... Like
0: the Tim Selinski. Tim
1: Selinski and uh, the the college
0: event. And the US And the USDGC.
1: And then there is now, there's the European events, which are more or less owned by Discmania. Discmania owns the European Open.
2: I, I'm fairly certain that's how it works. Similar to USDGC, US excuse me. So...
1: The DGN and DGPT, which I'll use as either or, work with the PDGA, work with Innova, work with Discmania to broadcast those events. They don't control them, though. They don't have any, I don't want to say any say, they don't have complete say over that. So they do need to accommodate what those events want. And if, you know, if those events, want a specific style of coverage, all pay-per-view, post-production pay-per-view, rounds two and four pay-per-view, the DGN is ultimately going to work with them with what they want. Now, of course, the DGN can negotiate and try to change things, whether it's financially or assisting with media. There's a lot of things behind the scenes that can be worked out, but they don't control those events. They
2: are hired to broadcast them. So
1: ultimately I believe that if it were up to DGN and DGBT, they would probably just have everything behind their subscription because they already offer individual events you can subscribe to. Every if you don't want to be a DGN subscriber and you just want one event or one month, there's options. But these other events want to try different perspectives. So ultimately there's nothing. And again, I'm putting that in quotes that the DGPT slash DGN can do about that short, short of probably throwing a huge amount of cash at somebody, which isn't necessarily realistic. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. I'm not in control of the books. Thank God. Um, But you know, that's just how it works. And would it be great? Sure. But maybe not for everybody. I don't know. I don't, I don't know how much, I don't know how much, uh, the, I don't know the European open. I don't know how many people bought the bonus content. I don't know if it was a hundred. I don't know if it was a thousand or 5,000. They figure at, at 10 bucks for the bonus content. If you're all, let's just assume you're already a subscriber and it was 5,000. That's $50,000 in somebody's pocket. And again, I don't know those numbers. I didn't look at them. I don't want to look at them. I could, but I'm not going to. Maybe I'll do it after the show. Probably
2: not. I'm lazy. Um. I, yeah, it's just how it works.
0: Yeah, I it, it's it's a funny overall uh perspective in that no matter what is given, anything that's not then added on for free, people really uh, dig deep to then complain, and I guess. Um, and, or voice or opinion, complain, however you want to look at it. I, I was just trying to think of an analogy, and that would be, could it be similar to saying, I have a an account with Verizon, and that gets me X amount of minutes and X amount of things and text and blah, blah, blah. It gets me all these features. If I want more, or if there's more that's being available or more that's unique or special or that's offered in addition, you then sometimes pay more for it.
1: Sure. Other subscription companies do that. Disney plus will sometimes do that for certain. They did it more so during the pandemic when, uh, when theaters were closed, that if a new movie was scheduled to come out, it didn't come with your package. You had to pay extra for that. Um, it's, I equate it to kind of like Amazon. I can go and get Amazon prime. That doesn't give me every movie Amazon has in their system. I still have to pay for some movies. I have to rent movies still. You know, I, I, I think we had to rent the movie Willow the other day because my kids wanted to watch. Or that's not true. I wanted my kids to watch it. We ended up not watching it. Um, but not every movie is included in Amazon Prime. You still have some movies you have to rent, but they're there for you to rent if you I, want them. I think that's a great analogy. And, and, and so, but I do get you know a thousand movies with Amazon Prime, but I don't get every movie.
0: And just because so, something is available doesn't mean. You're guaranteed, or mm-hmm. or necessarily should be expected. I'd and love I it guess, if that were the case. I, well, and I guess what's the frustrating so thing things. is here, 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 here's a possible example, and we kind of are in this world. But if the DGP, if the DGN, excuse me, put out a a rough schedule of we're going to cover thirty events this year, we we are guaranteeing we are committing to covering thirty events. I'm just going to make up a number. And all of a sudden, this incredible event came along, but cost a ton of money to logistically put it together. The event costs money, and the there's a huge purse, and there is uh you know all these other logistics and legitimate hard cost that go along with it and it wasn't on the schedule but now whether it's an exhibition or a celebrity thing or a whatever it might be but it's going to be a really big deal or we get this really unique opportunity to go play golf at some unbelievable place whatever and it's all generated for the sake of show there shouldn't be an expectation of well, it exists. Therefore, I'm entitled to it. And part of it is the DGN has put their
1: schedule out. It's it's been out since like February. You can look at all the events that are included. If something comes up, if for instance, a uh, disc flacked or guts or another sport comes to us and says, "Hey, you guys do uh, flying disc stuff, right?" or an ultimate thing and say can we broadcast this on your channel and put it as pay-per-view we've already made the schedule it doesn't necessarily mean you everyone gets it for free like things change things are are, are adjusted there there are set things and I, I i i understand people's frustrations sometimes it can be confusing and i'll be the first to admit that the that the interface for DGN and when you're going through like Roku or sometimes computer can be confusing to find certain things like I, I heard, post production was a little bit more difficult to find because you had to go through like,
0: yeah, a certain certain area and then into something else. You it, couldn't yeah. just search for it, or whatever. Because yeah, that,
1: Th- those are that's like very legitimate. Hundred percent, I, I get some of that stuff, but the DGN has promised x amount of events. Anything above and beyond that is fair game for them to do whatever they want, or or whomever wants them to do it. It's just the way it's going to be. So anyway, I, I'm, it's it's not going to be the last time we talk about this. I guarantee it. I don't know what the plan is for us, us EGC as far as post production versus live. I, I know we're I, I know think we're there's broadca- been
0: some announcement that was done months what, ago. Was about, there? I know, what- I know we're doing
1: live, and that, that include that's included in your DGN subscription. That's all I care about personally because I don't watch post production because I watch it live because I'm usually watching all the cameras. So, and then I'll go back and every once in a while spot check live, just kind of say, hey, how did we do that? That was pretty good. Damn, we're good. And pat myself on the back. Mm,
0: you would. I do. Uh, so much. Wade says, nothing but love. Glad Terry saw Europe. Thank you. It was uh pretty awesome to see it. Yeah, you know, all of that in person. Matt uh, asks, Terry, are you still buying minutes? Yes, yes. Yeah. Still, how many text messages do you have on your on your plan now? In all honesty, this this kind of ties, and maybe that's where I was uh, at my head with uh subscription or, or purchasing things. Uh, I went to Europe and I got charged ten dollars a day to use. To use uh, my Verizon phone. Why wasn't that just included? I already I already pay Verizon every month. Why are they charging me $10? I mean, it, it's not like they gave me my own new personal cell phone tower. Why do I have to pay $10 more? And that's literally what it was. It was $10 more per day to use. $10 a day? A $10 a day. Oh, wow. you were guaranteed X amount of, you were given then X amount of data uh, with that. And I don't even know what all the charges were or weren't. But why do I have to pay all those? That doesn't seem fair. I have a contract. I don't actually have a contract. I have a, a subscription <laughs> service, though, so to speak, with Verizon. That's so not fair just because I go to another country. Like, I, I understand, as Johnny said, I understand some of the frustrations uh, in terms of maybe a unif- uh, uh, Wow, an interface perspective. But I, I've been saying this a lot for a lot of years. Just because something's available doesn't mean that you're guaranteed to have it. And that goes for not just disc golf content. It goes for a lot of things. Just because it exists doesn't mean uh, it's it's necessarily meant for you,
1: Scout Terry. Maybe you would know this. Scout Recycler says, "Do you know how many DGN slash Pro Tour employees went over to Europe?"
0: Uh, that's a an, a quick estimate would say DGN uh, full. T- I'll say DGN employees. Uh, I, I'd have to sit and count everybody, but I'm I'm thinking it's somewhere in the like five to ten neighborhood. And then contractors, which I technically fit under, uh, GK Pro had uh, three or four people there, one, uh three, four, four people there. I was there and maybe one or two others. So our crew overall, yeah, I'd say it was about 12 to 15 people. I'd have to literally write down everyone's name, which I could do, but that's a good estimate. 12 to 15 total people were there and that's of course just you know US people and then then and then back that up that was obviously included spending 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 a week in Norway uh broadcasting for 4 days out of Norway blah 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 hey what do we get to charge extra cuz Norway was a 4 day silver series event and we
1: we only promised single day silver series i think yeah, at the final beginning day of the season of
0: single series of of silver series events so if you want to send me extra (laughs) because i had to commentate on four days of anyway um yeah it it was somewhere in that neighborhood of 10 to 12 to 15 total people that were involved just from our perspective Um, and we did
1: we did use one or two contractors from overseas i sure i spoke with the gentleman i think he was usually a camera four or five that we had and yeah different different uh Experience That's for sure. Uh, certainly. Has all the DGN equipment made it safely back to the U.S.? I haven't heard. I haven't spoken uh, with anybody, so I don't know, to be honest.
0: Um, I don't think all of it made it officially to our... Or it, I know all of it, it, it did, did make it. No? One final box with cameras? I don't think still made it. Oh, that's really? That's story, yeah. Because oh, I know after all... After show. Oh, I, yeah. know,
1: I know all of the live views eventually got there, uh-huh. so which is... Not all of the cameras. Oh, the cameras still... Not all the cameras. Yeah. Oof.
0: So there's that. It's awkward. Uh traveling internationally Sorry, with, you know, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars equipment was uh was a new learning experience I think for a lot of us as well. So that's something else to keep in mind. Um uh, Matt says I've literally yelled at AT&T about that exact thing, got the charges dropped. Okay. Well you, you may have and that's cool. It, they may have been doing you a solid, but at one point you probably signed on to something that had fine print that told you what you were going to get charged for, and again, good on you if somehow you got it dropped, but uh, you you probably signed up for something and uh, were pro- uh, legally and technically on the hook for it <laughs> that they may have just let you slide on.
1: Spot Conser says, "The day that all pro disc golf is behind a paywall is the day I stop caring or watching." It kind of goes along with one of the big threads that was on Reddit asking if, (laughs) is Jomez getting muscled out? Mm. Which is funny because it feels like because they weren't covering, because they didn't go to Europe. So they didn't cover Mm -hmm. Sula. They didn't cover anything here uh, in the U.S. They didn't (laughs) cover European Open. They had a vacation. They had a break. Good for them. Um, But we haven't seen a Jomez video that I think people kind of got a little worried. And were like, hey, what's going on? Even though schedule. Yeah, check their schedule. And... They've got a whole nother year and a half on their contract. So no worries. Um, yeah, no worries there, at least for at least for the next year and a half, I'll say. Um, it, but as far as going, I don't I Spock, I don't believe we're going to see a day when it all goes behind a paywall. Um, not in the next couple of years, not in the next five years, I don't think. I think there will always be a free option of some sort, whether that is highlight video, whether that's post production. It might not be next day in the future. I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's on a different channel. Uh, I kind of chuckle when I hear all these people screaming like, uh, man, if they knock out Jomez, I'm not watching. And all I'm thinking is like, but what if GK Pro gets it? Or Gatekeeper? What if suddenly Gatekeeper gets MPO lead card? Are you still going to stop watching? Or is it just like you, you're you not going to watch if it's behind a paywall? I, I don't know the answers. And I'm not about to get into an online discussion about that. It's again, post-production isn't really my bag. Um, but I do, I do sometimes make corrections on things because somebody was asking about, or no, somebody had said that the post-production was all taken from the, the the live. And I said, that's not true. The post-production was taken from the raw cameras. It was the nightly highlights that were pulled from the live footage. And I just, I made that clarification because someone was complaining about the quality of the highlight videos. They, Mm. they, that they were, bl- they were blurry and um, that could be, uh, somehow that they were ripped poorly, that they were just, depending on what was happening, maybe it was a bad render. I didn't watch any of them. So I don't know. I didn't even comment on it, but, um, I, all I know is that I thought that the live product looked pretty good this year. This I weekend. like
2: Jomez's live. That's
1: good. They're the
0: best. If I don't get that, I don't watch. So. Sam wants to get hired uh, to buy buy a plane and hire me as their pilot. Mm. I wouldn't count on that. Um, Terry, give us a cam. Uh, Give us a Terry cam. Ray had posted that a couple times. Is there a chance of that? Um, I don't know. Strap a GoPro to your head. Yeah, I don't know if they would find as much value in that. However, I will say that there hopefully will be some kind of solution that continues to strengthen The on-course commentators make it a little bit more robust. I did hear about something um, to make it a little bit more robust, so that it's easier and that it works more consistently. uh, More consistently. Uh, This weekend, it worked more than it didn't for sure. There's always a challenge or two. I'll I'll, just one quick little insight. You didn't hear a lot from me during the rainy round, not because I wasn't out there. Uh, but because the system that we have, which requires me to hit a button on a cell phone to unmute myself, was damn near impossible while it was rain. pouring on yeah. us. <laughs> and so you say, well, duh, I just put it in a baggie. I tried that. And your, your hands
1: still it, get all moisture and it's just... There, there's. There
0: was not an yeah. easy way to do it while it was pouring rain. Go stand in your I shower mean, and try to use your touch your, your exactly, touch screen. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I make sure the camera's off on that one too. But um, it is. I didn't not say an anything easy, about getting undressed. It is not an easy task, <laughs> and uh, it, it that was that was definitely a a downfall to the system that we were using. Now, would it be advantageous for me to have a camera? It. I'm. I'm. You might be onto something only because. There's times where clearly I'm down the fairway and I may get asked, hey, how is that lie? You know, just landed, you know, Macbeth somehow got off the fairway and hey, what's that lie look like? And sometimes I will be either close enough or I'll walk right to it and I'll I'll then take a look. It'd be kind of, it would be kind of interesting to be like, well, let's go to the, you know, the the sideline cam and I could actually show you and talk about it. For now, though, if we take baby steps, I'd just be more happy to have a very robust uh, audio signal, maybe a digital or I'm sorry, a video signal could be a thing, too. But
1: so those live views actually can operate as hotspots as well. Um, So in theory, you could use that as a hotspot, which it has multiple modems and still log into the phone and because it does have a camera option Mm -hmm. and you could we could pull that into the broadcast. Yeah. Um in the future, technically not now because we don't have enough inputs. We can only pull in eight cameras. You know,
0: I, I couldn't I could just use the you, phone I'm using. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're the eighth camera right now. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You're, I could because right so, now I essentially turn off the video mm-hmm. so that um because we're not using it, we're just using yeah. my my setup for the audio, but yeah. yeah, in theory I could hold up the phone. And uh, we would we would see exactly that. Now, again, right now you're on like a, a
1: basically a single modem. Which isn't that robust, but in the future, if they get you hooked up to a live view unit, um, that could be used as a hotspot. Sure, and and you could work that way. I, I don't know. Uh, um, are you up to date? We're going to
0: change change Phil lanes Bill Mills. Here. The answer is waffles over pancakes, though. Just to answer you quickly. Mm, yep. No, no. You don't be wrong on the answer one, is Danny. pancakes. No. See
1: pancakes unless. I'm at a hotel. Then it's waffles. You never do. You never do hotel pancakes. Hotel waffles are better. Um, but in general, if I'm at home, it's got to be pancakes. Yeah. Are you making your own waffles? Like waffle mix, waffle
0: maker, or are you just... Uh, my daughter did just buy a waffle maker. Or, or are you? But or... if I went to a restaurant and they said, "All right, you get pancakes or waffles," I'm taking waffles every time.
1: You know what? At a restaurant, you're probably right. At home, pancakes 100 percent of the time. It depends, Maybe. and at a hotel. We'll see how my daughters as well. are. But anyway, um, are you up to date on the uh, on the own situation? You, you heard? Yeah, the, I'm familiar with f- familiar. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if we. I don't think we talked. We much didn't about talk it. about it because it well, unfolded, you weren't here. Yeah, because I wasn't here last week. You weren't and here, <clears throat> and, and I don't know if it had happened last week when we. What if? Yeah, I think we. Yeah, own had already won last week, so yeah. I believe we had. Ta- uh, I don't know if we talked about it on the pod. Not we, but I talked about it on the broadcast last week. It was a, an hour and a half of me, just me. So lucky everybody. Yeah, <laughs> what a treat that must have been. Um, my understanding is Owen got a a courtesy violation mm-hmm. for the way she. Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure we did talk about this for the way she had treated a, uh, a volunteer of some sort or a park mm-hmm. official. And I don't know all the situation. Maybe you know more than I do. As sometimes you do that. You
0: maybe. Uh-huh. You. Um. <laughs> uh, there's nothing more that I could publicly share. That is, I mean, we. Okay. I. Uh, it's pretty much that though. Yeah, right? and typically, okay. like most things, you know, um, right, wrong, or otherwise, the, there's you know two or three sides to every story. Uh, he, he, she, and and the and then the uh, and the truth or A, B, and the truth, however you want to word it, um, or a mixture of those two, make the truth, whatever it is, uh. Yeah, they, that's exactly what I had heard as well. Is uh, essentially is that there was a discrepancy uh about Own and she had arrived seemingly late to get into the final nine and then the the story as it was told was that she uh was was rude. Um I think was the word that was used uh toward a um and and I think Own has come out and said otherwise and that's why i always say like uh, maybe unlike the one where we had video footage this weekend this one has a lot more hearsay to it and all you can do i guess is go with what's been reported were you able to take in any finnish cuisine terry no um, you're not a very
1: adventurous eater in well, general i'm not but... that
0: that's very true but also to be fair uh moments after i arrived in finland and arrived at the President's Cup, I think it was about six minutes after arriving is, is how this story is, had unfolded, is mm-hmm. that uh, I was then asked to do post-production, FPO post-production commentary. And I had accepted and, and said that I would do that. What I didn't really full, fully, I guess, grasp is that meant that almost every day I was at the course around seven thirty or eight? After about a twenty or thirty minute drive, I got to the course about uh, eight o'clock. I'll just say eight o'clock. We were then live from nine to twelve thirty or one, and well, one one thirty. By the time I was done doing all the interviews, and then we were live again from three to seven seven thirty, doing all the interviews. And then, when things were all ready and squared to go by eight ish, we started commentary and then, from eight until ten or ten thirty, I did f p o commentary okay uh lots of places are closed by ten thirty in Finland, and it made for four or five of the longest days of my year and mm-hmm. then it's light out when you you get out of the commentary. At ten thirty or or whatever time it was, and then we had a you know thirty minute drive back to the air uh, to the hotel, and it's still light out, so you f- don't feel like you should be tired, and you're you it does mess with you a little in that way. And it's ten o'clock, and people are just starting the round, which is <laughs> like you're literally walking past them starting on hole one at the beast, and it's mm-hmm. ten o'clock or ten thirty, so that feels a little weird. It made for some of the longest week uh just the longest days of the year and then just like rinse and repeat four days. And then one of the commentary, one of the final one of the nines didn't record correctly, so we had to re record that and throw that into the mix of those days. Mm. I'm not complaining, but I'm complaining. It was it was just a very, very, very long, strenuous day, every day. Uh, Matt
1: says, in, in response to my uh, order of breakfasts, which French toast is number one, followed by, for me, a, a ham and cheese omelet, and then waffles slash pancakes, depending on, again, where I am. If I'm at home, pancakes, if I'm out on the road, it's usually waffles. Yeah. But he says, egg in a hole is his go-to. I, eh. I do like a good egg in a hole. I had a, when I was in college, I had a girlfriend that would make that all the time for breakfast. It was delicious.
0: We're still talking about the same thing.
1: Yes. Okay. This is not. This is not any sort of <laughs> analogy of any <laughs> euphemism sort. Of like euphemism. It. No, this I, is actual I, breakfast. I want to go there.
0: Actual breakfast.
1: It was delicious. Um, Andy Cap asks, "Did you put some shades on those lights tonight? Looking a lot better for color." Um, I actually changed a few things. I bought a new light right above my head. Uh, that was an outlet that usually turned off, so it was kind of dark. And now it's got like a nice little blue hue. You can see it on my hair here. Um, which also adds a little bit on the shoulders and such. This one is a white light now. This one is more of a yellow light, and it's di- they're they're a little bit dimmer. And with this, it just really color balanced it a lot better, so that we're not as um, we're not as we're not as white as the Finnish people. <laughs> we're pasty i am you are I mean, i'm not very, so much. I'm i even very applied pretty.
0: sunscreen twice this weekend oh
1: my gosh yeah, it, was, it was before bed which was weird but <laughs> yeah <laughs> but still at least it was put on, <laughs> it got on somewhere at some point that's, that's all that right. yeah you didn't even tell us where you put it, it yeah, was exactly the armpits or something strange uh, that's not how it works did you eat it terry because that's uh, not how it works either so. Um, uh, so that's why the colors are a little different i'm again mm-hmm. i've I'm, I'm starting to draw up plans for a new
0: backdrop new background Okay, so we'll apparently see. there's now a conversation about raisins within um yeah, I can I can understand people being pretty hit or miss on raisins.
1: Uh yeah. At what age did you start liking raisins? <laughs> that that's funny because I felt as a kid I liked raisins in the little red cardboard containers that after you were empty you'd blow through and they'd whistle. But as a when I grew up I stopped liking raisins. Mm. Like very uh, raisins are just okay. If uh if they're in like a like a Chex mix, monster mix kind of thing, they're okay. In a bagel? No. And if they're literally baked into anything, it's the worst thing in the world then. No. That's
0: stupid. Yeah. All right. No, so that's not, that's uh that's somebody stupid. had asked earlier about Kristen Tatar. I'll just tell you there was very little conversation. I mean as far as what I know is that her elbow is possibly undergoing some strain from just a lot of throwing and a lot of playing. She's playing more competitive golf more than ever before uh, in terms of our just offerings within disc golf. And uh, it sounds like that's where it's at. So I, I, I didn't see Kristen, which I was a little bit surprised. Was she maybe? there at all? I, didn't, I don't believe that she was. I, I don't I don't know that for a fact. I saw a picture I of never saw her and I, I saw a like, picture of her on the beach. She had
1: it was one of those classic take a picture of your feet because you're on the
0: beach type yeah, photos. I didn't see so her I don't think she at was there. the event. I don't believe she was there in any capacity. I think she was in Estonia. Um, but I did see uh Silver. I saw her significant other Silver Lot. And uh, I had to get a selfie with him. The first one of the first things I did when I got there, I made sure to get a selfie with uh, Jakub uh, from the weekend before, who had performed well. Finish. Is it is it pronounced Jakub uh, or is Jakub? It, sorry. Jakub. Okay. Oh, sorry, I don't know. J's are not that. Jays. I know. Jays I know are EYs. Jakub. I got a, a selfie with him. Introduced myself to him because I had not met him before, and uh, I also got myself a little uh, a selfie with Anakin Steen. So uh, cool. After I felt like I knew them so well after talking about them both for four days on coverage of the P.C.S. Sula Open, so I I, oh, I just got to get my selfies in there. All right, let's see. Johnny's gonna start pulling up the giveaway stuff. I'm gonna see I what am, else we I have am? on the board to discuss. Um, yeah, I, yeah r- there's a very mixed reaction to raisins on the board. I'm I'm good with that. Um, his raisins are the worst. So when you say you're trash, you're, oh, you guys are. Uh, I also.
2: Oh wait, sorry.
0: What's your go-to cereal? It's so you, funny that I I, just, do, I do, do you so you rarely eat, eat any bre- breakfast, let really? alone mm-hmm. if and if I do, it's never cereal. It's never cereal, yeah, never. But if you could just line up all cereals in the world in front of me. What are you taking? I would, I'd
2: probably,
0: you know, considering my diet and health plan, I'd, pro- I'd probably go with Golden Grams. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Huh. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I don't eat Cap'n Crunch or. I haven't had Captain Crunch in a while. Is... You used to.
1: I did. No, I would eat uh, Captain Crunch in a heartbeat now, but my wife just never buys it. Um, usually, lately, it's
0: either Kicks. Um... Yuck. They're just like little puffs. I don't remember the last time I had Kicks, but whenever I did, they were gross. Really? They're just like... It's probably been 30 years. They're just puffs. I mean, that's all. They're just puffs and milk. Uh, Cheerios. You're second guessing Golden Grahams, but you eat Kicks.
1: Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm just rattling off the cereals that we usually Uh have in the house. uh Um, Frosted Flakes. Um, Sometimes... See, to me, Golden Grahams is like the crappy version of Cinnamon Toast Crunch. I would so much rather have cinnamon toast crunch.
0: I would eat that just like I would eat s'mores if it was available s'mores. But yeah, no. golden no, grams. I didn't like the s'mores one, but cinnamon toast crunch, uh, honey
1: nut Cheerios. We do a lot of. Um, trying to think what else, what else we have. Sometimes there's one other sugar. Uh, every once in a every once in a great while, like maybe twice a year, my wife gets Fruit Loops, which I think are okay. <laughs> oh, they tear up the top of my mouth though, so I don't mm-hmm. love them. But I would so speaking of tearing up the top of my mouth, I would so go for some Captain Crunch. Yeah, that's what that, exactly what's on the board. That stuff, it's... that stuff would tear yeah, tear, your, I, I, tear your tear your roof off. I think I've ever had it. Even oh, it's so good. I feel like maybe oh I gosh, have, but so that's
0: all everybody says is how it tears up your mouth. It's, it's so <laughs> tasty though. It's
1: like to me, it's like eating like two like the the you feel that way at when you're done, like you've just had too hot a pizza and it's burnt the roof mm-hmm. of your mouth. Yeah, that like... that's how you feel when you're done. But during it, it's delicious. There's, there's no way. It's
0: funny to think that taste outweighs that pain when it comes to... It does, Terry. I don't know how, but it does. All right. That does not... um... Uh, All right. Ray had asked something about it looked impossible on DGN. Did you have a better look at what he did? And I think you were talking about a Beth recovery shot on hole 13 final round. What was your view of the shot? Let me recap back to 13. Um, Yeah. Ray kicked off to the left.
1: He was in 12s fairway.
0: It was oh i i didn't i was hundreds of feet away from it honestly yeah. um his his third shot wasn't probably as difficult it was just different it wasn't as difficult maybe it was though i i don't know i i Prefer the fairways. Uh, he didn't on that hole. That's for sure. Well, he still he, he got did the, the other fairways. He's, he's, he still the got the par. He got the par. I know he did. Um, so I can honestly, though, not speak to any of it. I was where most people go, like ninety-eight percent of the players, and um, so whatever he did was was incredible. But I can't. I cannot speak to the actual difficulty of it for that reason because I was nowhere near that.
1: And no surprise. Big shout out to Paul for after the round. Doing the interview, mm-hmm. it's got to be a slightly tough interview, like it or not, and he handles it like a champ.
0: Yeah, well, unlike Eagle, who like wins a... and
1: can't show up for his inter- second interview, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's too busy signing discs for hundreds of kids. <laughs> yeah,
0: um, you know, in, uh, I know those are going to become possibly more common that we're having runners up and such at tournaments. And I, I and always to want be to be fair. Some some situations are going to be easier than others. And a major that was so highly contested, I feel like if you finish four strokes off the pace and you never really caught them, then maybe that interview is a little easier to both give and to have. But in a just a volatile match back and forth that could have went any, any way on any given hole at any given time, I'll admit that was one of my more challenging interviews to a lot of people thought it was a great interview. I saw that a lot of hmm.
1: comments. Like, it was a great interview. So well, that's, shout that's out good to, to hear to you.
0: It was, it was a little bit difficult to, to think about. And, uh, and I almost gave maybe Eagle and Paul a hard time. Like I say this all the time, usually during a round when I think, when I think I know who's going to win, I, I just tend to think of the very first question I want to ask after that. It's usually pretty reactionary, or I think of them on the fly with these guys. I was just like, I don't know who's going to win. Like it was so back and forth and and mm-hmm. I wanted to give them both a hard time. Like, can you get this decided a little earlier? So I know what question I'm going to ask you, but um, they were, yeah, it was just this incredible battle. So, um, shot of the year candidate. Is what someone had said. So, uh possibly Paul is flying his caddy Jonas over for USDGC. Wait, which that, is
1: which is shot of the year candidate? Shot of the year candidate is, it was like what hole five when he threw it through the trees? Four, four. Which
0: I didn't have a good angle on either. No, you did Some
1: reason? No, was it raining that day? It was a rainy day. It was a rainy.
0: Yeah, I think I was effing with the with the uh, yeah the unit. The I,
1: I honestly felt bad on that shot because. Uh, I'm the eyes and ears for the cameraman sometimes. So my camera two, who's down by the catch, he's like, Johnny, I'm blind. I cannot see when it's coming. And I'm like, okay, I got you. Usually I try to predict like, all right, he's lining it up. He's lining it up. And remember we're on a two second delay. I'm like, all right. And here he goes. That's usually what I do, but he took so long and he went back and forth and back and forth. Mm -hmm. And finally he said, I forgot that I was supposed to warn my cameraman. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I was looking at something else. And Paul lines it up and he throws and he throws it into the trees. And then it pops out inside the circle. Mm. And the camera had no clue it was coming. So he didn't know to point towards the trees. I didn't know Paul was going to throw it into the trees for the love of God. And, and we, we, I mean, again, I felt bad because I think we missed what could have been a slightly better angle on that shot from the catch can having at least pop out from the trees because of me and getting distracted and Paul taking so long on that shot. So, Mm.
0: but, but ultimately, so you're calling him out and said there should have been a 32nd violation. Um, I'm totally saying, unfair I'm saying he unfair warn
1: him someone could have maybe called him on it i don't know I didn't time him but either way it could have it could have been better, but i think that's a much i think that's a better shot for shot of the year than than that uh heiser recovery over the bushes from twelve into the thirteenth fairway mm. it's a great that's a great shot but i will i would take the uh, uh you the know, through the trees because admit- you it looked like he hit a gap about the size of uh you know your head hmm which is still pretty big, big, pretty big. But... <laughs> that's a bad analogy. <laughs> uh, no, it's uh... big enough. That's what I'm saying. It's big enough to hit. Uh, uh,
0: but... <laughs> yeah, it's funny because it, it took me through.